0: The Ordinary Discussion Podcast. If you saw my daughter in the middle of the street and a truck was coming her way, hopefully you would tell her that truck was coming or you would run and go grab her.
1: Welcome back to the Ordinary Discussions Podcast. I'm your co-host Aaron, and I am excited. You could tell by my face if you're watching online. Um, I'm excited about our guest today. Uh, we have with us Chris davenport if you don't know him you should he gets to be the pastor at the bridge church i've had the pleasure of knowing him in part and in a way i'm still learning uh some things about him but i can tell you this listen up his energy is like no other guy that i have met he is over the top passionate for uh when it comes to serving the lord serving his church And uh, he and I also share a specific uh, passion for a a 90s TV show. I'll let you guess uh, which one that is. But before we get into that and uh, get connected with Chris, I just want to remind you to rate this podcast on wherever you're watching or listening, like, follow, share, subscribe, do all those things so that other people can connect with us and so that you can stay connected with us. And without further ado, I will pass it over to our host, Jeremy McCommons. Let's do this. What's up, Chris? How are you?
0: I'm doing well, baby. I'm doing
1: well. Oh but there's the energy.
2: Uh, you got yeah. we, Wes. You may need to edit that. We just blew some people's eardrums out. <laughs> you know, what's That's fun- what I you know what's funny, Aaron is when you were, uh, when you were giving the introduction, uh, Chris didn't know that, that he, nobody could see him but in the background. He's like, like doing this, like fist bumping, like clapping his hands. I love it, man. That is awesome. Oh, he- he was coming
1: out like a like a fighter. Like oh, with the no. Song
2: going. Speaking of fighter, hey, you guys Chris... see Creed three yet?
0: No, it's amazing. I like it. Dude. I, I hated. Uh... Oh, can I do spoil alerts here? Uh, why not? Who cares? Might as well. Well, let's I not let's not let's
2: not spoil let's not spoil oh. it let's not spoil it. Be 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 general. Let's be general. Was... Let's be general. <laughs> Rocky was in it. <laughs> yeah, he was in it. Rocky was there. <laughs> It was amazing at the end when he fought it was crazy rocky moment did you like it though Chris I mean you talk about I didn't have any plans to talk about this, but did you like creed three
0: yeah man i uh, I went to see it with a mentor of mine actually uh I saw it with um some people from our staff and um and uh and then I saw it with a mentor and it was it was good man i uh I was encouraged by it you know to keep fighting the fight it's what mm. I do. Like it. so, um, uh, yeah, 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 I liked it a lot. you saw it twice
1: once with I the, staff twice. And- mm-hmm. I've never done that, I've never done that, like I've never gone back to back to the theater, um, I admire but, those who do, it's like that good of a movie, I guess, but I've never
0: yeah nah, that's that's actually the first time I've ever done that. You catch things when you see it twice back to back, which i I learned from that,, mm-hmm. but with my mentor. We, honestly, we were both working the same time. <laughs> like, I'm I'm on my phone working, he's working. It was awesome. <laughs> Great movie, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. It was awesome,
2: though. I saw Top Gun twice. Wow. That's the first one I've seen um, twice in a long time, is Top Gun.
1: That was good. The new one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the new Top Gun? Yeah. Or back when it first came out, you went, like, twice?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, the new one, whatever it is. Maverick or whatever it is? <laughs> I don't know, man. I've never, I've never seen any of them.
1: You've never seen the Top Guns? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I try to stay away from Top Guns. Um, gun I tops. I don't watch. I don't watch Tom Cruise if I can help it. You know,
0: Chris, oh, you, you seen top Scientology gun. thing? No, nope.
1: I haven't what? seen it.
2: What is wrong with you guys? We, we don't watch that. I think we're gonna st- end this yeah. podcast right now. This is Chris wants everybody ah. to know he's very popular. He keeps getting notifications, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, silence your That's notifications, you Chris. Turn that off. <laughs>
1: All
2: right, well, let's make this spiritual. Have you guys seen Jesus Revolution?
1: I still have not. I've not seen Jesus Revolution, but I know that you have and are pretty fired up about it.
0: Did you see it, Chris? No, I haven't seen it.
2: What? You've seen Creed twice. Yeah, You're a pastor.
1: I haven't seen Jesus
2: Revolution <laughs> once. <laughs> Listen, don't judge me. <laughs> this is great. This is hey, ordinary men. That's right. Ordinary discussions. I like it. I like it. That's right.
1: Speaking of ordinary men, uh, ordinary discussions, Chris, what do you think about our catchphrase? It's uh, it's let's do this.
0: Dude. I love that. So I, um, my phrase is let's go. And so anything that's like, (laughs) let's do this. Let's do it. Let's go. Like, I love that, man. I think uh, it's encouraging and uh, it keeps you accountable. It keeps you accountable. It's like, let's do this. We're about to get this done. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's almost right. like a to that. bring people with you too. You know, yep. let's do this.
1: If you haven't already, you should have someone on your team splice together all of the let's go's that you've done. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go. Like There'll be a ton of them. I would, I would watch that. <laughs> uh, over and over again and just like for motivation in the morning um
0: yeah let's go but uh i don't but want to your ears.
1: i want to I wanna give you an opportunity to kind of do an introduction to yourself I, I gave you a little intro but um we know you're pastor of the bridge church but just catch us up to speed what's what's going on a quick snapshot of, of your world your church your family and uh for those who, who don't know you just share a little bit of, of about yourself this high energy individual that you are
0: yeah. Uh well my my name is Chris Davenport but a lot of my friends from back home they call me Deport. Uh just carried with me. But um yeah man, I'm originally from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh born and raised Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um I lived in Marietta for part of my life too, and so like I have best of both worlds my Mom lived in the suburbs and um, my dad did not live in the suburbs. And so like I would get this um, opportunity to to be brought up uh, in both sides of both worlds. It's pretty sweet. Um, and so now my it's funny. My wife will be like <clears throat> your your voice changes, your walk changes when you're in Chattanooga. Uh, than when it is in Marietta, Georgia. I don't know Mm. why it's that way. It just happens.
1: (laughs) Different swag. You get a different Different swag. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, Gave my life to Christ when I was 16 at a private Christian school. Um, That's in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So I went to a public school. Then I transferred to a private Christian school my junior year and um, gave my life to Jesus. And since then, man, I've just been on fire with inviting people to Christ uh like i just want the whole world to know jesus in fact the first time i shared the gospel um outside of my family members was at a gas station um that was owned by muslims and so uh 16 bro 16 i walked in there with my king james version bible didn't even i couldn't even it was like a good luck charm for me and um <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> i barely had memorized john 316 but man i just i felt that people need to know about jesus Hmm. And uh, I might have not shared the gospel right, but I remember leaving there, like thinking like, man, I think this is what God has called me to do. I don't know what avenue that looks like, but I just know I need to tell people about Jesus. And so I went to Bible college called Welch College in Nashville, Tennessee. Graduated from there with a a degree in general Christian ministries, a Bible degree, and a minor in missions. Uh, Met my wife in Nashville, Tennessee. And went to Hawaii in 2016 to help start a church, uh, and then became a lead church planter at the Bridge Church in Fredericksburg, Virginia in 2019. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, from Hawaii to great.
2: Spotsylvania, Virginia.
0: Hey, that's how you know it's real. That's how you know <laughs> it's real. <laughs> Tell them they should do it the other
2: way around. You should go to Spotsylvania and then plant in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys got it backwards. Man. So I was gonna uh, say you yeah. should tell your wife, like when she, you know, gives you a hard time about being different wherever you're at. Just tell her nine twenty first uh, Corinthians nine twenty two. Paul says I've become all things to all men. So by all possible means I may say, so just tell her, hey, this is just me being like Paul. It's just like I'm just yeah. being like Paul.
0: <laughs> right, right,
2: right, right. You know, my mom accuses me of that as well. Um, sorry, Aaron. My, my mom accuses no, me man. of that as well because I'm from uh, I'm from a very small town in southern Illinois which I love. It's where my heart is. Um, and, uh, but I've, you know, since moved around a lot, my mom always, she's like, I don't care who you're with. You, you just become that person. I'm like, well, I don't know. Is that a bad thing or <laughs> so? Yeah.
1: What are you going to say here? I was going to say, so 16, you get saved in that very year. Like it's pivotal, like you're in, you're sharing the gospel with, with Muslims. Mm-hmm. So, so like call of God on your life is so strong. You're like, I got to do something about this, mm-hmm. which leads to, okay, I'm going to go to Bible college. I'm going to get yep. a degree and I'm going to pursue this like in a real way. Yeah. Um. And then what, how, how old were you when you started like the bridge church? Just to give an idea
0: of like where you're at. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So I'm, Um. I was 30, 29, 29. When I moved to Fredericksburg, the bridge actually started March of 2020 um great so timing I am, <laughs> great timing
2: yeah <laughs> yeah actually yeah, yeah that's how you know wow. it's real that's how you know it's real it's Crazy. <laughs> man.
0: and so uh yeah i never thought that i would be a a lead pastor i never thought god would direct me to that but i knew that whatever God had called me to is going to be uh something with sharing the gospel so mm-hmm. like when i when i first graduated um i was just serving at our our local church and then in 2016 is when I end up going to Hawaii, and I made it back to the states in 2018. And then I got trained up on pastoral, what it looks like to. Because um, when I when I started here at at Fredericksburg, man, I had never, uh, I've never done a baptism, I've never uh, communion, married anybody, funeral, uh, any of those things. So like I was fresh into like pastoral I never preached week to week. So I was fresh in the pastoral ministry. And then adding to that, like church planting as a lead church planner, um, it was a it was a lot, man. It was difficult. Only thing I knew was really how to share the gospel. <laughs> you know? Like I'm A one in that, but like <laughs> discipling and and shepherding and and all that, uh those things is what started to become new.
1: Yeah, your um your degree uh, I wonder if it's the same for you, like I think about you know you're going to school for this. It's sort of an equipping to be prepared to do what you're doing, but at what percentage do you feel like having that degree from that Bible college prepared you for what you had ahead of you so far um or is it like like in my experience, I got a degree in business marketing, you know, I read a lot of great books, and I you know did some school projects or whatnot. But like, until I got behind the desk and was answering the phone for customers, Mm. it was like, there was no real application or experience that I had. And that's when the real learning started. Do you feel like that's similar from your Bible college experience to becoming a pastor or?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the only reason I would say that is because I didn't go to school for Pastoral, right? Mm-hmm. Like I went to school, so General Christian Ministries is just general. Yeah, so it's just. What <laughs> does that mean? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this is a Bible. Let's yeah, start off John three yeah.
1: sixteen. If you find yourself in a gas station with Muslims, just go to this verse and you'll be okay. Yeah, general. <laughs> You're like, I already know that. <laughs> we don't get into
2: doctrine or theology. We just keep it general. This is very general. <laughs>
0: Right, yeah. All right, right. So it was it was very broad for me, man. So I would learn things about <laughs> youth ministry. I would learn things about you know like um, how to preach.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I would learn how to share the gospel. I would learn. Um, I took two years of Greek, uh, and so how to decipher scripture, you know, mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. to how to open up scripture. Like I learned all of those things, but like the job itself of like um, man, if someone's struggling with. Um, I don't know pornography. You know, how mm-hmm. do you coach someone up like that? You know, I don't, I don't know if you necessarily learn those things in in Bible college. So wow. Um, at least in mine.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I guess you can't speak for all all, all the colleges, but it, it sort of feels like those are the things that you wish you'd be, for lack of a better term, a disciple in. Like, mm-hmm. hey here's grief, right. Counseling, or here's, um, addiction or this or that, um, to, to kind of be prepared. But, um, but as a young pastor, like making that transition and just being obedient to what God told you to do, it's almost like an equipping where like kind of God called Moses, right. And Moses is Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I guess go, I don't want to, I don't don't feel qualified to do it, but Mm -hmm. stepping out and God like provided, and he provided the, the miracles, he provided what he needed. Um, like, have you ever felt sort of disqualified, whether it's like from an age thing or a lack of schooling thing, or, or have you just felt like in the pocket, like where, where God has had you, like what's oh, been man, your kind I, of experience?
0: That's a good question. Um, and if I'm honest with you, I, I, uh, I always, in some ways I always feel disqualified, meaning like. I feel like you just don't know enough you know like i just feel like um i can feel unqualified at times and i think that's where um i do best in moments because i have to rely on the lord you know um, um anytime if i feel like i'm old like i uh can overdo it or i think i like i know so much about this <laughs> uh, i think that's where pride begins to seep in mm-hmm. and where you feel like you're handling it on your own so this feeling of like oh man i'm i'm unqualified but dude i trust in the lord to kind of mold me up shape me up uh in these areas um it has made things that made me feel like i'm in my pocket Mm -hmm. so um there's uh there's always this fear of like nervousness uh there's always this like uh kind of anxiety kind of things but like it's like lord take over you know this i can't do this by myself um this belongs to you and so uh so, yeah, man, there's there's always those moments where you feel disqualified, unqualified, mm-hmm. um, but it's the Lord that qualifies you.
1: Yeah, we agree with
2: that. Yeah, I appreciate you right, saying Jeremy? that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's one of our sessions. What a failure. Uh, excuses are no excuse. I mean, those are two of our sessions in the Ordinary Movement workbooks. But, yeah, we we just, we preach a lot, not preach, but we point people to the fact that it's not about our ability. It's about our willingness, right? It's about being mm-hmm. willing. It's not about having the ability to do it. It's just the willingness to trust God that he can, he can bring us through it. It's all throughout the word of God. He rarely chose the people that were highly skilled, qualified, ready to roll. And uh, so I, I love that you're willing to say that as a pastor. And I think that'll encourage a lot of people listening to this podcast because they see you as a pastor. Well, yeah, he, he must feel like he has it together all the time when the reality is uh, you're an ordinary guy too. Called by God, you're just walking out what he's called you to do. And we all start out ordinary. And sometimes people will see somebody like yourself that's polished and and looks like on stage, he's got it all together, right? And then it's like, well, I could never be that guy. They forget that he was, you weren't always that, right? You started out as just being willing and God has brought you along in that process. I also love that you mentioned uh, that you have a gifting and sharing the gospel. So I, I think it's great that that you mentioned that because I think in, in, in our tribe or our community, it's probably the opposite, Chris. I feel like most people are like, uh, not that they necessarily great at discipleship or they get discipleship. Cause I think it's a, it's a lost, uh, it's a lost art, probably not an art, probably not the right phrase, but I feel like we have an orphan generation of disciple makers where we haven't been discipled ourselves and we're out trying to disciple people. So I think we're all just trying to figure it out together. Um, but at the same time, I think the biggest struggle for most people that are going through what we do is sharing the gospel. I hear it. I hear it often. Like I can help bring somebody through the, the, their process of growing in their faith. I can walk, walk alongside them in life, but sharing the gospel is really hard for me. I mean, I I'm surprised at how often I hear that. What would you say to, to somebody like, how do you make that? Because I know we all have we all have gifts and talents, right? And, and you know, some are the arm and some are the hand and some are the eye. I get it. But at the same time, that doesn't um, excuse us from all sharing the gospel. So while you may be uh, way more um, um, open in that area, there's still going to be times that somebody like myself that God opens the door and I need to be willing to walk through it. So I guess my question to you is how how do you, how do you walk that out? Like what does sharing the gospel look like to somebody that may not be, have your
0: personality type. That's like, you know, high energy, go for it. Yeah, man. Well, first I think there are a couple of things I think about. Um, Of course, sharing the gospel is definitely a part of discipleship. Uh, I mean, what you see Jesus doing to me, like Christianity, like that's, that's, that's what that looks like is, Going around and telling people about Jesus, you know, if you look at Jesus' life, he literally went from place to place telling people about himself. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm the Son of God, right? And so um, I'm I'm Son of Man, I'm the Son of God. You always heard him say those statements. Um, and so when I look when I look at that, I think, man, if I'm going to call myself a Christian, my life should look like that. In fact, mm-hmm. it should take priority of my life. And not only that, he gives a he gives a command in Matthew 28. Um, that says you know go and make disciples of all nations teaching them everything i've commanded you baptize them in the name of the father son and holy spirit Um, and then also you find in acts uh, acts 1a he says you're going to receive power like he's he's going to give you a gift you're going to receive power and then right after that in acts 2 you see him receive it and the very thing that they do is share the gospel <laughs> mm-hmm. so Uh, so to me, it's like, man, if you, if you have the Holy spirit, he, he should be like encouraging you to go out and share, like you should be acting in some kind of boldness and telling people about Jesus. So what I, so what I would tell people is that figure out, um, figure out what God has called you to do and you bring the gospel into that. So Mm -hmm. whether that's like, uh, you, a hobby of yours is playing basketball you're not there for exercise. I mean, yeah, partially, but honestly, you're there because God has put you in that moment to meet people yeah. and to tell people about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, you may work at Wendy's, uh, sure, that's your job, but the reality is your job is to meet those people that are around you and tell them about Jesus. And so I think, um, I think we have to lose this, this uh, mentality of I'm scared to share my faith and to be bold Um, because God has called us, um, not to, not to fear, but be bold when it comes to that. Um, so that's what, that's what I would say. So,
2: so on that, you know, one of the inherent principles of the gospel is obviously we need salvation. We need forgiveness of our sins, which, which is pointing to the fact that we all have something inherently wrong with us, right? We have sin in our lives. Like there's something that, that, that we need to address, Because if we don't think that, then we don't need salvation, right? Like, yeah, yeah, we suck. Yeah. (laughs) So, so yeah, perfect. How? So, I think that's the issue with most people sharing the gospel, right? And even for myself, let me just let me not take myself out of it and 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 depersonalize this. That's my issue with sharing the gospel at times. Is we live in such a day and age where um, the ultimate comeback from a non-believer is, "Well, the Bible says don't judge." (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, if you if you kind of take it out of the context, I mean, but yes. So th- that's their ultimate like initial response. And then mm-hmm. and then the initial response of the world today is if you don't accept my lifestyle then you hate me, right? Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. it's a really scary place for believers to share the gospel because all it takes is for me to share the gospel with someone and they say, "Oh, you're judging me because uh I have this lifestyle or you're judging me because I do XYZ." I mean, we can name any number of sin, right? And so yeah. that's a very scary place to be. It's like, no, no, I don't judge you. Okay, well, you're saying there's nothing wrong. with me. Well, no, I'm saying there's something wrong with you. Well, then you're judging me. Well, no, I'm not judging. You know, it's, you see what I'm saying? So how do yeah, you yeah. like if that if that's you in that conversation? How do you handle that? Like, how do you go
0: about yeah. it, showing love but still showing that they need salvation? Yeah, man. If you, I, so I tell people this all the time, and if you if you really care about them. Um, it's going to take, especially for a non-Christian, it's going to take more than one, co- possibly more than one conversation to see them give their lives to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sometimes you'll get that at the pump gas station kind of bill, you share the gospel and they're like, amen, I'm wrong. I need Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part in this day and age, it's going to take more you know, more than that. And I, and I would say that if you, if you truly care about people, you start building that relationship with that, with that person mm-hmm. that's just saying, no, I don't, I don't want that. Um, and you, you start showing what it looks like to be Christ-like you just building relationship with them. And they're saying Jesus poured out, um, by the way that you live. Oh. Um, but I still would never neglect in sharing. So man, truth hurts, you know, truth hurts. And so, um, it's not like you're shoving it down their throat. I mean, Jesus says, like, you you go to a door, and if they're unwelcoming, you dust your sandals off, you go to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you just have to discern what kind of position that you're in. If it's someone that's just closed off, you keep praying for that person, but you spend time with that person. You develop a relationship with that person, because it will probably come up again. Um, if it's someone that seems so open to it, then yeah, man, you just you keep going.
1: I want to go back to something you said, Chris, um, you said to kind of contextualize what, where God has you and how he's gifted you. And I think just speaking to anybody that's listening that has felt inadequate in certain ways, like I I want to share, but I don't know how they may see like Chris Davenport on social media, uh, you know, going all out, you know, let's go like, and being so excited to invite and to encourage and do all these things and say, man, I couldn't. I could never do it like that, but Mm -hmm. God may have gifted you in writing. Maybe you love to read and you love to write. And so is there a way you could uh, do a monthly blog that just Mm -hmm. shared um, a testimony surrounding something you read in in the scriptures? Mm -hmm. We, we talked with uh, we've talked with other people who've done that for women's Bible studies. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there ways you could just like, like you were saying, Chris, like, shine or host like a huddle for your team that you're coaching or or whatever it is so i really like that i don't want to miss that um where just because you yours doesn't look like someone else's sharing doesn't mean you're off the hook in terms of the great commission of going making disciples sharing what god has done in your life and um start with sharing what you do know like from me it's I, I have a hard time re- receiving from anybody in, inauthentic or hypocritical. Um, and so in order to combat that, if I'm sharing, I'm doing it from a place of vul- vulnerability and honesty and saying, this is what God saved me from. This is what God's done in my life. And mm-hmm. that testimony is the power and the light that is shining in the darkness where someone can see like, wow. Uh, this person was one way and now they're this way. That's pretty miraculous. How did that happen? How can I have that? Yeah, that's good. Leaning into the fact that it is the Holy spirit. That's going to do that work. And you might be just planting the seed. The next person's watering and and God sees, sees the growth when it happens. We just have to The reality is
0: you're not, you're not the one that's saving them, right? Like it's, uh, it's the Holy spirit. And so, um, I mean, all you're doing is planting the seed every time. And uh, I, well, I tell our leaders uh, and, and we make this a thing at the bridge is that they're they are supposed to have a fan list um, hmm. and a fan list is uh, unchurched friends, unchurched associates and unchurched neighbors. Um, and so they can have one in each category, uh, but it keeps them to to make sure that they're living out the Great Commission, because if it's a command, it doesn't matter how old you are, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, how young you are, um, God has called everyone to go out and share the gospel, and mm-hmm. so it would be hypocritical of me to be like, uh, you know, back in the day they would be like, just bring them to the church, and I'm gonna save them, <laughs> and the pastor saves them, right? And I'm like, no, man, like, like God has, you're the hand, you're the mouth, you're the eyes, you're the nose, whatever mm-hmm. part you play, but you're still invested and involved in telling people about Jesus. And so every week I ask them, because we pray for them too. I ask them, hey, man, tell me about your unchurched friend. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll rattle it off. Like, man, this is the person that I'm talking to, trying to get them to know Jesus. You know, and for us, we can't do associates, you know, for our staff and for our leaders. Um, or at least for our staff, our leaders can, because they may work another job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you take like our worship director, uh, you know, she can't. Everyone on our staff is saved. And so basically, she either pours in an extra friend or she goes to a place and calls it her home or, or her job. So mm-hmm. for me, it would have been like a CrossFit, uh, you know, or um, gym, Starbucks. Yeah. You know, I'm getting to know the people behind the counter. And so um, it helps with building relationships and the opportunity of sharing, sharing the gospel. I love that. Okay. I
1: love that. You said it's a fan list.
0: Fan list. So Unchurched Friends, Unchurched Associates, and Unchurched Neighbors.
1: Mm. Okay. Okay. The acronym. Yeah. Yeah. So who's your fan list?
2: And you ask your congregation that every Sunday, you said?
0: Uh, So I ask, it starts with our staff and then our leaders, um, and then it it filters through. Um, And so uh, the way that our structure is, uh, we pour into, there's about, um, our leaders will some way in some way and should form, shepherd the people that they serve with because we say our our dream teams or goal teams is not about just about serving but we want to we want to help shepherd them and so we let our leaders play a part in some of that shepherding and a part of the shepherding it's like what does your quiet time look like are you reading your bible like what is god teaching you in scripture not just on Caleb? um and <laughs> who are your fan lists <laughs> uh, who are your fan list. And so um, our leaders begin to start filtering out through their team. So the hospitality team, the leader of that is checking in on everybody that's serving on hospitality. On our worship team, the the leader of that is checking in everyone. So if you're plugged in and, and serving in, you don't just get served, but you get relationships built there. Um, you get taught how to, how to read scripture, how to study scripture, how to share the gospel. All those things are, are blended into that.
1: Mm.
0: so yeah so in some ways yeah it does hit through all of our church so
1: yeah that sounds like that sounds very similar to discipleship and uh accountability like built within the organization itself to yeah. not just have leaders like off on an island by themselves but like um i think we've talked about it before on the podcast like there's there's somebody uh in front of you and someone behind you um you're you're learning and gleaning from somebody ahead of you and you're also teaching and training somebody behind you that's that's looking mm-hmm. to you um which is cool to have that built into that so you chris you said something
2: um i don't know if you if it was the the churches you went to in the past or or something where it was like just bring him here and I'll, and the pastor will get him saved <laughs> w- whatever yeah. that was yeah but that's that's kind of been my experience of church and this is not a criticism of any pastor that i've ever um been under right um because all the pastors that that i've ever went to their church are are great men of god and and so don't none of this means any anything towards them but there is this mentality of like yeah invite your friends to church invite your friends to church but what i hear you saying is you don't just encourage that but you you encourage them to share the gospel beforehand like like it's part yeah. of their personal ministry and then the church is there to support them in what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so if if that's what you're saying, which I, I see you agreeing, I mean, I really like that because, I mean, man, I have hid behind my pastor for a lot of years, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Instead of having a tough conversation, I'm just like, hey, man, love for you to come to church. It's a great thing. I think, you know, maybe it could it could help you. It's helped me a lot, right? That's what I say. Nothing wrong with that, But it, but I used it as a way to not actually have to put myself out and be vulnerable to that person. And, uh, and I've seen life change from it, but I do think that, you know, we all have a calling. I know we do. The Bible says that we all have a calling to do the work of the ministry. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, you as a, as a preacher or as a teacher are there to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And what I hear you saying is you see that as your role as an equipper. Um, mm-hmm. and you want each person to have their own personal ministry.
0: Yeah, man, that's correct. It's, it's better for you to invite them into your homes um, and you be invited to their homes than to just invite them to the synagogue, you know, Uh, or just invite them to the temple or to invite them to the church. I mean, you see, you see with Jesus, you know, it wasn't like, hey, sinners, tax collectors, go to the synagogue on 8th street. (laughs) (laughs) It was, hey man, let me come eat at your house. You know, Uh, it says that he sat with the Pharisees too and ate with them. Mm -hmm. And he sat with the tax collectors and sinners and ate with them. Uh, I mean, he saw somebody in the tree It was like, Hey, I'm standing at your house, you know? <laughs> um, and so, uh, it's, um, I, I enjoy, uh, evangelism, sharing the gospel in a way of not just inviting them to church. And, uh, you don't even have to force that down their throat. I mean, um, the first person that gave their life to Christ at, in our church, uh, was a neighbor of mine. I, um, yeah, was building relationship with her, and uh, my wife and I, and we started sharing the gospel. And one day, we needed a broom because uh, we were new in town. We didn't have a broom, so I called her down. I was like, "Hey, can you can you bring your broom?" And she was like, "Hey, I want to I want to know this Jesus guy. How do I start that relationship?" Wow. See, we I didn't know that you know she was going to have her sins swept that day, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, and oh, so uh, she gives her life to Jesus. That's my first baptism ever. And she's serving faithfully in the church, a leader in the church, and um, I think that's what it's about. Not not once did I invite her to church. Uh, I invited her to my life, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I think that's what it looks like to to truly live out that Matthew twenty eight, that Acts one uh, lifestyle.
1: I love that. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that's so significant. I didn't invite her to church. I invited her into my life. It's challenging for me.
0: Hey, can you quote that? Can you put like a dash
1: deep yeah. part? <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the t-shirt. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's convicting for me. I don't know that I'm good at that. I, I think I think I am. I don't know. No, I'm not. I'm not good at it. <laughs> I oh, got to get it better takes at time, it.
0: just like everything else. You know, it's a process. So I don't want people to think like all of a sudden, you know, they're going to be this. It's practice just like anything else. You can't be like Alan Iverson when it comes to sharing the gospel you know, like it takes time, so it's like. Uh, I think you just aged yourself, by the way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I don't think is. Iverson
2: has played basketball for how many years? I mean, it's been a while. It's been a bit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but he always he had that quote of like practice. What is practice? You know, you want to be the Kobe Bryant of sharing the gospel. You know, you're you're always practicing. You're in your mirror. Yeah. You're doing it with people, without people. Mm. Um, you're able to just just rattle it off and uh i mean it just shows that what you, you know, what you care about what you keep priority cuz anything you do what you care about is what you're going to put time towards um so you you put time towards sharing the gospel because you care about people knowing Christ i mean just think about it for a moment like um if you saw my daughter in the middle of the street and a truck was coming her way hopefully you would tell her that truck was coming or you would run and go grab her. In Christianity today, they see a lot of people standing in the middle of the street, and yet they won't go grab them or won't shout out, get out the street, but they'll allow that semi-truck to run them completely over. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what I would not want uh, for a lifestyle of a Christian today. You know, mind mm-hmm. my business, they shouldn't be in the street anyway. It's their truth. They should have looked left and right. Uh, no, no. I think God has called us to, to, Hey, Hey, there's a truck coming. Um, hey, Hey, let me, let me move you out. Let me, let me get you off the street.
2: You know, that kind of goes back to what I, uh, I asked in the beginning <clears throat> or a little bit ago. It was like this, this concern with offending people or, the, or somebody being offended. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Like we're, we, we are almost, um, we're so concerned about someone, thinking bad about us because we offended them or we hurt them, uh, that we're unwilling to share what could save them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is self-preservation, pre- self-preservation. Like the reason, am I really, am I really concerned that some stranger is going to think I'm a a jerk and the going to be offended? Am I really concerned that that, that stranger that I'm about to share is going to be offended? Or am I more concerned that he's going to think I'm a jerk? Right. Mm -hmm. It's more about me. It's really a focus on me, at least in my, in my life. Like a lot of times it's, it's a, well, I don't want them to think this about me. So I'm more concerned about my feelings in that, in that, in that moment than I am about their eternity. And, um, unfortunately I think that's a truth for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. That's a great analogy. Um, I actually heard, um, you can look it up, but Penn and Teller, do you guys know Penn and Teller, the magicians?
1: Yes, I saw Um, them live. One oh time. did you really yeah wow. look at you it was awesome
2: you should not be but um <laughs> magical um well, I don't know which one, but the big one I, is that pen or teller I, I don't I don't know I think that one's pen, okay well, we'll just say it's pen he did a video and he's an atheist, but he said that he said that um it's hypocritical for Christians um and he used that that same story he used um chris and and he said it's you know, as, as an atheist, he would rather a Christian be forthright and honest because that's really love. And mm. the opposite is not sharing. And anyhow, mm. you, you should look it up. It's online. Um, it's, it's pretty powerful. Maybe I'll try to find it and put it in the description below.
0: Yeah. You got something that people need. I mean, if you had the cure of cancer, hopefully you would share that, you know, yeah. if you had the cure of, I mean, let's make it practical of, of COVID you you would want to share that you know in fact they they tried to share it so like i think you want to live the same lifestyle
2: yeah he was even saying it's 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 almost hypocritical not to share it like yeah. if you say you truly believe it and you truly believe that it is the difference between eternity in heaven or hell like yeah. you how can you not be sharing it um and that's from an atheist perspective so yeah Good. i
1: i'm being challenged as well just as i'm listening to you and um, like I can, I can picture people in my life right now that, I, that I'm in community with on a weekly basis who, who need Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I live my life unapologetically for the Lord on display in front of those people. Mm. What I struggle with is the side of like, when and how, and, and, and as Jeremy's talking about, okay, is it, do I, is it self-preservation or not? Like I'm really asking myself and the Lord right now, like why not have like a more direct ask? Like, Hey, like, have you considered mm-hmm. giving your life to the Lord? Like, yeah, you know, like opening that conversation.
0: Yeah. What do you think about um, Jesus? Like yeah, do you think the, that Jesus dude is really real. And then oh, yeah. like,
1: it's like the hesitation sets in right there. Like, as I even start to think about contextualizing that, because why? Because why? Like answer it honestly for yourself. But I I think it's because like, I don't, maybe I don't trust that, that, that the Lord's going to speak through me. Like, I'm going to sound like a guy on the soapbox, like on the corner, like being annoying. Um mm-hmm. I do act as if I have a ticket to life, but the conviction is coming when you're saying like, yeah, but like you're called to tell somebody else. And so like, I'll even go, I'll go into Wawa sometimes if I gotta go inside and uh, I'll be like, God, tell me like somebody to pray for or do something. Looking expectantly, like the Lord's going to have some sort of light bulb go off. If someone passes by me and I can do it, but I wonder if not, he's calling us in the season to be bolder, to share more directly, and say, "Hey, and and interrupt their flow, like
2: yeah.
1: call them out of the tree, mm-hmm. like, hey man, like I see you buying cigarettes, like why are you buying cigarettes, like that's <laughs> yeah, bad for that's you, true. like just just genuinely curious, like what you, you know, and and start a conversation and and go from there and say like, well, hey look, I just felt like God asked me to pray for you? Is there anything I can pray for you? Like, I, I I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to contextualize it in the real life scenario outside of like when you interact with a stranger, like you got to disrupt their path with that conversation. Yeah. If we're obedient to do it, the Lord, I do believe the Lord will meet us. But now is where that pen and teller, like calling out the hypocrisy is, that's actually a really harsh challenge because it's like, do I believe this? Is it just for me? Like, am I being selfish with my, with my salvation? Mm. Because that's not what God called us to do. So like, yeah. I mean, if you notice
0: like a lot of Christians today, we, um, and this is me too. I can be this way. I will only find myself surrounded by Christians, you know? Like, I mean, you, th- you think about church today, it's all about connect groups, small groups, which all this stuff is great. Like, I mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just promoted connect groups. <laughs> so like going to connect group, right? Yeah, y'all better be going to connect groups. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a, a get out of connect groups. Podcast. Right. <laughs> but what happens is Christians become Pharisaic, where you mm-hmm. notice like the Pharisees were only surrounded by other Pharisees. And in um, and, and today's society, you can find Christians only surrounded by other Christians. Mm-hmm. And um the reality is it, it breaks my heart because we just don't see that in scripture. Like you just, you don't, you don't see that. I mean, even when the church formed, they were still out. I mean, I remember reading Acts and they were getting mad because there are people were not uh, there are some people that were not reaching like the the poor and um, they had to create a team, a whole new team that to be reaching the poor. I mean, everybody was doing something, reaching people that were not uh, that were not Christians that were unchurched, not saved, even different. I mean, you look at Paul, man, that dude went to Berea and it says the Bereans were writing down and looking in, in the Bible to see what he was saying was true. Uh I mean, he went to Athens and they, all the gods that were there. And he was like, let me tell you about the one true God. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like where, uh, what is our priority in life and and what has the center of our attention really, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And are we we living that out? So
2: let me, let me say it's about, I'm telling you, it's a lot in my life. And I think it's, I think, listen, what we say is the reason we don't do something is oftentimes not the real reason we don't do it. So what I hear often is from believers, including myself, I'm putting myself in this category, guys, is I don't want to offend somebody. I don't want somebody to be offended. So it's it's scary for me to share the gospel. Okay, what I'm really saying is I don't want somebody to attack me and make make me feel less. So I'm going to preserve myself myself mm-hmm. in this. And it's easier not to share because I don't want the uncomfortableness in my life, mm-hmm. and I really think that's the root of a lot of reasons that we have. I always, I always say like we are, we are here, ordinary men and ordinary women, to awaken the found to reach the lost. We have a lot of sleep, sleepwalking believers, mm-hmm. and we need to we need to shake them awake. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, this is kind of shaking me awake a little bit too uh, this conversation, because I realized that I've been doing this a lot in my own life. I've been preserving myself and using the excuse that it's just hard to share. Cause I don't want to offend somebody. And let me tell you the difference between acts and me. <sighs> hmm. They were willing to die and they knew it. And Steven did. And, and most of them did. And, and even like, uh, Uh, Peter and John in Acts 4.13, which is our keystone verse. I say it all the time. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled, ordinary men, they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But later on in verse 18, the Sanhedrin tells them to shut their mouths, Mm -hmm. more or less, shut your mouths. I'm not going to do anything to you right now, but you have to shut your mouth and not speak about this anymore. And what do they say? I can't help speaking about what I have seen and what I've heard. And the difference is they knew, they knew that, by speaking it could be death and they knew by speaking it could be jail and it could be persecution and guess what they still did it because they had they had spent so much time with Jesus that they they were so intimate and so full of the spirit that nothing mattered more than that thing and so yeah we just the answer is to become on fire for the lord through an intimate relationship with him and make it so that that is so important that none of the external factors that keep us from sharing the gospel, keep us from, keep us quiet.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a, some people will make the excuse that I'm I'm just not like them. Like I'm not a missionary, you know, like I'm not, I'm not a pastor. I'm not an apostle. And, um, I believe it's a Christian thing, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not a missionary thing. It's not a pastor thing. It's not a associate pastor, not a youth pastor. It's not a, it's a it's a Christian thing. It's uh, Yeah, those up.
2: same people will tell you how great Creed was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like the same people that say that I'm just not that way. If they find something they love, you can't keep them quiet about it.
0: It's true. I'm, we wear jerseys. And I, I'm pointing my,
2: I'm pointing the finger at myself right now. No, yeah. and
0: we have, we will offend. Like I get offended all the time when someone tells me that LeBron James was better than Kobe Bryant. Like that's offensive to me. Well, he, I'm he kind like, of is <laughs> and I'm like, no way, you know. So if you're able to, we can talk Get about sports team up. all day. Mm-hmm. People can list the 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 people that start, but can't list any of the disciples. That's a problem, mm, <laughs> you know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but Jordan was still the best.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan. <laughs> Jordan's the goat. Yeah, he is. He is.
1: I think we should put a bow on this, Aaron. Unless
0: you yeah. got something yeah. something final Chris, to
2: say.
1: Chris, do you have anything else that that you want to share with us um, about what's going on right now uh, at the bridge, or something you want to want to leave us with? Uh, appreciate you challenging us, uh, yeah. challenging us both today. Um, kind of like just what the Lord has for us, I think, um, in terms of sharing with boldness. But um, but do you want to leave us with anything? Uh, how how can we connect with your church or, or anything like that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so our our church is just pray for us. We're working through a lot of stuff, and just um, it's a possible chance that we're going to be our word this year is build, and um, there are a lot of things that we're looking at building. Um, we want to build the kingdom. So we're thinking about getting up this snack shack. To where we're just, uh, we oh, I probably shouldn't say this out loud. Because I want to take my ideas. Well, we Spoiler can cut our alert. We can cut oh, we that. Want, no, we, we want no, the no, spoilers. No, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Give us the um, spoilers. Basically, basically we, it's, uh, it's almost like an ice cream truck with a whole bunch of snacks on it. And uh, we want to drive from neighborhood to neighborhood uh, to baseball games and pass out free snacks and mm. and, and stuff like that. And then uh, we're, we're looking at building stuff. Um, And so we're just praying about all of that, of, of getting a building and um, growing a building. And and I know church is not about a building, Um, you know, church is the people, but man, I'll tell you what, the building helps people know that we're rooted in, Mm -hmm. in in Spotsy and so, um, in Fredericksburg. So yeah, man, we're looking at that as well as um, we we're pregnant. And what I mean by that, not me as, you know, no, 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 no. Okay. We want to plant, (laughs) we want to plant pregnant. And so like, we're always looking for the next church planters. um, Hmm. Because like, if I'm saying like, I'm going to be uh, evangelistic, I want our church to be that way. So what does it look like for us to uh, already have disciples ready to go to send out to the next church plant um, and plant more churches? because. Churches mm-hmm. change communities, man. They really do. They make an impact on them. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I mean, those are those would be the top three things like us continue to build the community, uh, build the church and uh, build a culture of disciple makers. So we won't, well, baby. Want to yeah, build baby.
2: That. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, uh, you may want to put you're going to
1: embarrass yourself. You need to put that down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Those are those are
1: great things we can be praying about uh, for you and 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 all and all the things that God's going to do through the bridge. So connect with the bridge. We'll uh, put your links in the, in the description too. Be a bridge. Be a bridge. (laughs) Don't forget to be a bridge. bridge, And uh, as we close it out, I want to hit you with these three rapid fire questions that we want to ask each of our guests. We're trying to ask our guests these. So you, these are meant to be rapid fire. You just go ahead and hit your response. Hopefully you've got some good answers for this. The first one is if you could trap time travel anywhere, where and when would you go and why?
0: Oh, oh the Christian answer would be. No, you no, know, that's a Christian oh, answer. Jesus. Jesus, you <laughs> can't do disciples. No, But um, man, the 80s, I, I would go back to the 80s uh, because I love the music, you know, uh, you know, Prince, mm-hmm. uh, New Edition, you know, uh-huh. all the. <laughs> New all, Edition. And, you know? oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I love it uh so, that's a good answer uh number two you can only eat one thing the rest of your life what are you choosing to eat
0: wings all day wings <laughs> all day protein got some fat in there you know like i would dominate some wings what flavor I mean, uh i mean i I like traditional hot Uh, uh garlic parmesan is pretty good but like i just you know man we oh lemon pepper is my favorite actually my dad yeah, would get lemon good. pepper wings. Uh, actually, that would be the wing I would choose. That's the wing. That's is the Lemon wing. pepper wing.
2: Are we, are we ranch or blue cheese?
0: Oh, ranch all day. Ranch. I, I'm, I don't I'm understand the blue ranch. cheese thing. Ooh.
1: Yeah. last question is if you could <laughs> give younger you one piece of
0: advice, what would it be? Ooh, that's good. Um, Stay out those girls' DMs. <laughs> don't do it. We didn't have DMs with, with younger years. You. We, we passing middle. Stop, stop, lying, <laughs> <stop, stop,
1: laughs> everybody's. Stay out those girls' DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really even dark. know
2: exactly what that means, but it cracked me up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we had my MySpace. MySpace did have a message. I don't know if it was DMs back then, but oh, away yeah. from the my DMs. Spurs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, so that's good. great. I think well, let's wrap good. this up. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. Chris, this is the first time we ever met. I feel like that we're kindred spirits, man. I, I hope that this isn't the last time we speak. I'm sure it won't. And uh, man, just thanks for sharing your heart, for encouraging us from the very, very start of this. You talked about, you got saved and you immediately went and shared the gospel. And like, that has been the theme of this podcast from that very time you, moment you said that. So I know that that's from the Lord. And, uh, man, I just hope that something that Chris said myself or Aaron today resonated with you, that the Holy spirit maybe, maybe blew on a flame and and just lit something in you today that, that you can take with you in, in your spiritual journey. And, um, I'm going to let d I'm going to let you close us out. I normally say let's do this. I'm going to let you hit the tagline, close us out.
0: Let's go! Yeah,
2: baby. <laughs> let's, let's go. Go. See you guys. Awesome.